Hey, what's up everybody? Alan Kenny, host of the Blatant Homerism Podcast, part of Sooner Sports Radio and the V-Sporto Network. We're finally starting to see a few uh, numbers trickling out of Vegas for the upcoming season. Uh, college football win totals, you know, games of the year line. And we're also seeing uh, the first uh, signs of preseason magazines also starting to hit the stands and uh, our email inboxes. So I wanted to bring on uh, Chris Andrews of Against the Number and uh, former uh, casino owner and Las Vegas bookmaker to uh, give us an idea of uh, what he, how he sees the season shaping up. And we'll talk a lot about uh, Oklahoma and the Big 12. So let's go ahead and welcome him on. Chris, how you doing, man? I am doing great, Al. Thanks for having me on the show. It's terrific. Yeah, yeah. No, I was. I'm, I'm really uh, happy to have you on because uh, it seems like right about this time of year is when we start seeing a lot of these, uh, you know, college football futures and whatnot. Uh, you put oh, out- hang on. We're yeah. first. I want everybody to know we're first. So. <laughs> that's true. That's true. They're all piggybacking say. off of us. So. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I was going to say, yeah, you guys over at Against the Number put out uh, your uh, college football. Um, I guess you had the uh, numbers, really, the uh, win totals about a week ago, right? Yeah, a little bit more, I think, than a week ago. I think about 10 days ago we put them out. So we had our win totals ready, and uh, we have our magazine that is out, and you can purchase it right now. Go right to the website, againstthenumber.com. And we have geared our magazine a little differently than most folks. You know, most guys try to avoid the subject of gambling and that sort of thing. But we address it uh, directly. You know, we have power ratings, we have point spreads on every single game, including money lines and, and an expected win percentage, that sort of thing. So we go at it directly where a lot of guys, they have good information, but a gambler sort of has to interpret it, or a handicapper, I should say, has to interpret it. We're, we're taking that step for you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They've got a lot of great information over at uh, Against the Number. Highly recommend that uh, everybody check that out. Um well, I wanted to talk to you though. I sent you uh, earlier uh, my uh, my projected lines for Oklahoma uh, this year. You know, obviously this is an Oklahoma uh, site, so you know we'll talk Sooners and Big Twelve here. Um, and I, I guess you know I, I wanted maybe just to see how far you know how far off I am, or if you think that uh, these are good numbers, and also maybe we can talk about the difference between what a number that the uh, line makers might set and uh, what how that might differ from what your power ratings might tell you. So. If that works for you, maybe we'll uh, go ahead and fire it up. That sounds great. That sounds terrific. All right. Okay. So let's look here. All right. Uh, Oklahoma's opener, uh, Akron, coming to Norman. Uh, I've got this set at, uh, you know, uh, 28 points. Oklahoma favored by 28 points. Um, you know, I hate these uh, these big spreads because I have no idea how to set these all that well. But uh, what do you think? 28. Is that a good number? I made it exactly 28. I mean, I'm looking at my numbers, and uh, you can check me. You can call uh, you can call bullshit on me when our magazine comes out. You'll have all these numbers. So I'm looking right at it. I made uh, Oklahoma 28 over Akron. So good job, okay. Alan. And uh, by the way, I think actually Akron's going to be pretty decent this year at their level. I mean, they're not mm-hmm. going to go into Norman and beat Oklahoma. I would certainly be shocked at that. But I think they'll be. Uh, pretty good at that the mid-lower level of which is the mac is mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean it looked to me i think they got their running back back and everything so uh it looks like they uh they'll be they'll be solid i think um okay next up uh september 12th oklahoma travels to knoxville big away game at tennessee 
Um, now, I was trying to figure out what I thought that uh, the lines makers might set this at. So I had I had Oklahoma minus four. How about what? What do you think? Well, I have that game pick them, mm-hmm. and uh, I haven't heard all the buzz yet. I've heard uh, uh, some rumblings because really guys are just starting to do their work and. Just to pat myself on the back, I've been working on this since February. So I've been doing a lot of homework. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm trying to sell magazines, Alan. You can't kill me for that. Hey, no, 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 man. Feel free. <laughs> Feel free to toot your own horn, man. But uh, Tennessee, I really think, is a coming team. I-, I think Butch Jones has done a very good job uh, as a coach and as a recruiter. I think Tennessee's been a little bit of a sleeping giant ever since Philip Fulmer uh, left uh, or got canned, however you want to put it. Uh, they have had two coaching disasters since then. Uh, but I think Jones is the right guy. I think he's got a lot of guys in place. He's got a very talented team. They got better and better as the year went on last year. I think they kind of picked that up this year. And the home field advantage. And one thing I always try to tell people is, you know, you have teams like, well, all, almost all the big teams from the Power Five, I give Oklahoma credit, really, for making a trip like this and, and scheduling Tennessee. I know they had them at home uh, either last year or the year before. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. But good good on them for scheduling these tough games. But you have to remember, not only is there a home field advantage, which Tennessee is very strong, there's a road disadvantage. And most teams, like Oklahoma, only play four games away from home all season. I think Oklahoma has five this year, one, mm-hmm. two, Three, four, five. Yeah, they have five, and then of course the neutral site game with Texas. So that's that really uh, plays a little bit against the Sooners, and I think this is going to be a really tough trip for them. You know, you are going, you know, not quite across the country, but it's a pretty good road trip. And I think the Tennessee fans. As a matter of fact, I did a show in Tennessee this morning, well, on the radio in Tennessee this morning, and they're keyed up. I mean, believe me, that, that this is going to be a tough game for the Sooners. Oh yeah, oh absolutely. You know, I think uh if you asked if you you know, if I saw that number come out at uh you know, Tennessee getting four, I'd be I'd probably be all over the Vols. Uh so which is, you know, again, like I said, I, I guess my question then is, you know, as a linesmaker, you look at a game like this, uh, you know, how much does does you do you try to factor in if if you're the one, you know, hanging this number how much does you know trying to get the even money you know the, or get the right balance uh you know and kind of spread out your action on this one uh you know factor in i mean oklahoma's generally a pretty big public team yeah they certainly are but i'll tell you what there's really a fallacy out there uh bookmakers you know let's say good bookmakers and i hope i fell into that category they, they don't really worry so much about balancing the number you have whatever you have, 50, 60 games, 75 games, depends on if you're booking off games. <laughs> and if you get three or four of them that are balanced, that's probably pretty good. Mm-hmm. So really, you have to worry about putting up the right number. Now, when I say putting up the right number, you have to gear the number towards the wise guys. The public is going to come in and, you know, certain guys, are they're going to bet their, their favorite teams, whether it's Oklahoma, Florida State, Southern Cal, uh, Ohio State, whatever, they're all over the place on those kind of teams. The wise guys are really looking to play value in a number. And you just have to put up what you think is the right number. Now, listen, we, we talked about the first game. Oklahoma against Akron. You and I both thought 28 was a pretty good number. Your average fan, 
is not going to want to see Akron on his ticket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he wants to see Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> and he might say, geez, I'll bet a teaser because I think that's too high. <laughs> you know, something like that. But he doesn't want to bet Akron. Whereas a wise guy would have no trouble having a ticket with Akron on it. Yeah. If, you know, we said 28, the number came out 32, 33, and he saw that as 28 being the right number. That guy will pull money out of his pocket in a heartbeat and, and play the dog. Yeah. So you really, as a bookmaker, you have to gear your numbers towards that guy. And then the public will kind of do what they want, and uh, you sort of know that going in. And, uh, you know, they're going to win their games, no doubt. There's a lot of blowouts, and favorites certainly cover a lot of games, particularly in college football. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the year, you'll wind up okay with the public. What you got, really got to do is beat the wise guys. All right, all right. Well, the next week for Oklahoma is back to Norman. Uh, they've got Tulsa heading down the turnpike for a uh, what should be uh, you know a pretty easy one here for the Sooners. I made this one Oklahoma minus twenty four. Yeah, I think you're a little light on that one. I made it thirty and a half. Oh wow, uh, okay. Yeah, I think Tulsa's going to be a little bit of a transition this year, and uh, you know, I don't think this is a game where Oklahoma's going to fall asleep. Uh, didn't Tulsa beat them? What doesn't seem like it was all that long ago. Tulsa, nineteen ninety eight, nineteen ninety seven, something like that. <laughs> so I, I, I don't think they fall asleep in this spot. And uh, of course, there's a lot of variables between here and there. Uh, but I think this is a, probably a decent spot for Oklahoma uh, coming off a game against Tennessee. I think they'll they'll be uh, very focused, playing an in-state rival probably a recruiting game, one of those sort of things. And I think they uh, probably play pretty tough. And if I remember correctly, doesn't the uh, the Baylor uh, offensive coordinator, doesn't he, he's at Tulsa now. I yeah, that's right. He ta- he's yeah. taking over there, yeah, for uh, oh, yeah, Bill Blankenship. Oh, yeah, new coaches. That's all. I-, I think new coaches are a problem myself. So. Yeah, that's that's always a tough one to figure out for me. Is is, is it going to be, Is it, are they going to play better or worse, you know, with the transition? I don't, I don't know. Um, it's usually worse, yeah. in, at least in the beginning. Okay, okay. Um, two weeks after that, they've got a bye week then, October 3rd. Uh, the West Virginia Mountaineers come to Norman. I make this Oklahoma minus 11. You know, you're pretty good with these. I made this <laughs> exactly 11. Honest to God, I'm looking right at my team. That's what I made it. So, yeah, you're not too bad there, kid. You're not bad. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I, uh, West Virginia is an interesting team this year. Uh, they I saw it five dimes. I, I don't put a lot of stock in their numbers, obviously, but... They put out a win total. I think uh, they put West Virginia like eight and a half. So uh, that's a that's a really interesting one to me. Well, I put them out uh, eight myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think West Virginia is very good. I, I think uh, a big loss for them is going to be Tom Bradley, mm-hmm. who was defensive coordinator there last year. And I think I'll tell you what I had West Virginia penciled in for like three and a half wins last year. And I thought you were going to ask me the favorite, the first guy to get fired. It would have been Dana Holderson. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, they turned it around. They played terrific. But I think Bradley was a big part of that. Now Bradley leaves and goes to UCLA. By the way, I think he'll help UCLA mm-hmm. tremendously there as well. But I think there's a little bit of a drop-off. Although I do think West Virginia's pretty good, um, they're still a step below uh, Oklahoma, Baylor, and TCU. Yeah, yeah. Defensively, they were a real surprise last year. You're right. Um Next, uh, the next game, the big one for the Sooners, uh, their annual Red River shootout uh, game in uh, the Cotton Bowl in Dallas, Texas. Uh, let's see here. I make Oklahoma an eight and a half point favorite here. 
that made Oklahoma a 10-point fair. I'm sorry, 10 and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I still think Texas is uh, a little bit in a transition from Charlie Strong coming over there. I know they had a lot of defections. So when you look at their recruiting ratings, uh, which are real high, I think that's a little deceptive because I think a lot of those good players have wound up transferring out of the program or quit. Uh, I like Strong. I think he'll be a good coach, but excuse me, I think they're still in a little bit of a uh, transition. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think that that's it too, and, and their quarterback play has just been so suspect. Oh, been awful. Yeah, yeah. A uh, week later, uh, this is a tough one. Uh, let potential letdown spot, even with the uh, revenge factor going in here. Oklahoma travels to Manhattan uh, for the Kansas State Wildcats and the Purple Wizard uh, Bill Snyder. There, um, I make this. I actually make. I still make Oklahoma a favorite, though. Uh, OU minus six. Uh, I made OU exactly six, yes. Oh, wow. I mean, yeah, I'm telling you, you did pretty good. <laughs> you only blew that Tennessee number. <laughs> yeah. Oh, kidding. Yeah. Uh, you know, Snyder, he, he has, he's looking for a quarterback himself, and they lost uh-huh. a lot of talent. They lost uh, some wide receivers, which you don't always think about as being a key to a Bill Snyder offense, but he had a lot of talent over there. So they lose a quarterback and the receivers. I think they're going to have a little trouble scoring this year. So I think six a pretty good number. Snyder always pulls something out of his hat. I'm not sure what it's going to be. But, uh, you know, he has he's had a couple of down years, too, and I think this might be one of them. Yeah, yeah, they lose a lot, especially with, as you mentioned, uh, Tyler Lockett leaving. Yeah, I loved Lockett. He was yeah. great. Oh, God, he was really good, really good. Again, talking with uh, Chris Andrews of AgainstTheNumber.com. Um, next up for the Sooners, back home for a visit from the Texas Tech Red Raiders. I have OU minus 14 and a half. Well, we're, I have it 17, so I have a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. I think Texas Tech it really is uh, still one of those teams that, that can allow you to blow them out just the way they play. And uh, I, think, I think right now I would favor the higher number just knowing the way that their defense uh, just doesn't hasn't played that well. Uh, I know they had huge problems last year when the mm-hmm. defensive coordinator showed up drunk and they wound up uh, giving the defensive signals to the rest of the league and <laughs> all that. That's about one of the worst stories I've ever heard. Yeah. But uh, I still think even with that, without that, uh, they have problems on the defensive side of the ball, and I think they're going to be a little bit vulnerable to being blown out. Yeah, it's an interesting interesting year there. They've got uh, David Gibbs coming over from Houston uh, for, to fill that defensive coordinator opening. Uh, I'm interested, though. I mean, they, they looked a little frisky at the end of the year. I was re-watching the uh, Baylor game the other day they had last year where they, they damn near uh, upset them. Uh, and that was, uh, you know, so they've got uh, some interesting playmakers there at the skill positions. I really like their running back, too, DeAndre Washington. And I think that both their quarterbacks missed the spring, the two guys vying for uh, mm-hmm. starting job. I think the one guy played baseball and the other kid's uh, coming off an injury. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how much of that will hurt them by the time we get to October of next year, but uh, but I think they have their issues. And but I'm kind of like you. I, I think they'll be okay, and I think they're on the right track. I just don't think this is a good year for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, teams that might not be on the right track. Uh, the next week is a uh, is a uh, trip to Lawrence for Halloween with the uh, Kansas Jayhawks. 
Uh, I think this is going to be an absolutely putrid team. I've got Oklahoma favored by 27, and I feel like I might not have made it high enough. Well, I think you're a little light there, too. I got a 30 and a half, and yeah. I think if I was Kansas, I'd hope for a rainstorm or something like that. <laughs> That's have to keep it down. You know, my daughter is engaged uh, to a guy from Kansas. I mm-hmm. uh, went to KU, and uh, he... <laughs> But I bring up football, and he wants to quickly change the subject to basketball, <laughs> I can tell you that, and I don't blame him. You mentioned Charlie Weiss around him, he just wants to throw up. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I can see why. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, I could see uh, – that's that's a team that's going to struggle to win two or three games this year. So I, I put their win total one and a half. Yeah, no, I th- and I think that that's a good number. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm well, I'll tell you what, you. go through that schedule. You show me two wins on that schedule. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, the week after home game with Iowa State, I make it Oklahoma minus 17. Yeah, I think you're a little light there, too. I think Iowa State, you know, just <clears throat> one of those programs I've always – kind of rooted for just because they're always an underdog and as a bookmaker you usually wind up needing underdogs mm-hmm. but uh, they they are just going to have a tough time competing in this league and right now I think uh, I think the league is on certainly at the top of the league is as good as anybody in the country and the bottom of the league I think is really going to suffer for that uh, some of these games do tend to get away I made Oklahoma 29 over Iowa State I, I, I think Rose oh goodness uh, wow okay yeah, I think his job's in big trouble this year. I just don't see uh, a light at the end of the tunnel for this team. I I I, I like Oklahoma. If it came out that low, I, I I would definitely have a strong bet on Oklahoma. All right. Okay. Well, uh, keep that one in mind, and that's why I missed. Okay. Um, Baylor on the road in Waco. Uh, this is a team that Oklahoma has struggled mightily with the past two years, really three, you know, really for the last four years or so with uh, Art Bryles and the reclamation job he's done down there. I make Oklahoma a seven and a half point dog here. Yeah, I only made it six and a half, uh, so we do have a little bit. That's pretty key mm-hmm. number there too. Yeah, but they do have a new quarterback, um, great running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the one game that kid played, I, his name escapes me right now. But he had a fantastic game filling in for Petty, and I know mm-hmm. it was against Northwestern State. But still, he showed that uh, he's going to have the offense uh, in hand. And, and I heard he might not even start. There's somebody that they brought in that they think might even be better. So yeah, yeah. regardless of who the Baylor quarterback is, they're going to be pretty good. But nonetheless, I think they did lose their offensive coordinator. We mentioned earlier it's mm-hmm. going to be a Tulsa. Bryles' son is coming in as the offensive coordinator. I've seen those go both ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a Penn State fan. Oh, I yeah. think Jay Paterno is a fine human being, but he was not a very good football coach. Yeah, yeah. And I think we'll find out about Baylor here, too. They might just be uh, picking it up right where the last guy left off, but I don't know. I, I, if it was 7.5, I'm pretty sure I would have uh, Oklahoma in that game. Okay, okay. Uh, the week after that, this is kind of a killer uh, finish here the year for the Sooners. Uh, TCU comes to Norman, uh, having uh, won uh, you know that big game last year in Fort Worth. Uh, I make Oklahoma a uh, two point dog at home. I think this would be the first time they're a home dog since like two thousand, maybe. Uh, what was the one? Cooper was that the coach uh, had like one year at Oklahoma? Oh no! Schnellenberger had one year at Oklahoma. No, yeah. no, no. I, oh. uh, the black guy. Uh, oh, oh, Blake. Yeah, he was there for like Blake. four years. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Maybe since Blake was there, 
Uh, yeah, it's been a I long made time. TC, I, I made Oklahoma a two-point favorite myself. Um, as much as I love TCU, and right now I have them third in the country in my power ratings. Uh, and I was just looking, I was just online, and I, I, I want to talk about Boykins, who I think is mm-hmm. just a terrific quarterback. I tell you, he's 8-1 to one to win the Heisman Trophy. That's not very good odds, but you might want to, if you saw anything higher than that, you might want to give him a shot. Right now, if I had to pick one guy, he would be the guy. Mm-hmm. But even all that being said, I just think Oklahoma is just so tough at home. Uh, I think you just have to give him, I have him a very high uh, home field advantage. I give him a five and a half for the home field, which is as high as I give any team in the country. Mm-hmm. So I just think they're that good at home, and I don't think TCU as good as they are, as great as they've been the last couple of years, I don't think they deserve to be a favorite in Oklahoma. I'm going to stick with Oklahoma as a very slight favorite. I don't know if mm-hmm. that's uh, enough to get you to take the points, but maybe you take a money line on something like that. If you've got plus money on Oklahoma at home, might be uh, might be worth a shot. Yeah, yeah. You know, I actually think I'm probably a little bit lower on TCU than uh, a lot of, it seems like a lot of the national guys are. Uh, just because they're losing. I mean, it, Gary Patterson is a great defensive coach, but they are losing a lot on that side of the ball. That really that that has me concerned. Uh, you know, look, looking at their secondary. But man, you're right though. They have the full complement there of uh, skill guys back, and the offensive line looks looks pretty good too. Yeah, that was one of the first things I looked at. I think four or five offensive linemen are back. Mm-hmm. And like I said, Boykins, I remember when they, they threw this kid to the Wolves. I'm trying to think of who the quarterback was. I can't, his name escapes me. Remember he had the hurt shoulder and they kind of, mm-hmm. they had Pahal. the Yeah, Pahal. Yeah, oh, yeah, and he wasn't ready yet. Yeah. Uh, and he would just be one of those typical freshman quarterbacks. You know, he'd four or five good plays in a row and then one bonehead play, you know. But you could see Patterson sticking with him. You could see the kid had talent and Last year, he finally put it all together. Yeah, I, I tell you what, I love this kid. I think he's mm-hmm. one of the best college quarterbacks out there, and I think he'll, uh, like I said, gun to my head if I had to pick the Heisman Trophy winner all this far in the future, he'd be my choice. I think he's going to have a big year. All right, okay. Well, uh, ending up here, last game of the year, Bedlam in Stillwater, Oklahoma State. Uh, I make Oklahoma a seven-and-a-half point favorite here. Well, I made it five, and uh, I talked about giving Oklahoma five and a half points for their home field. I give Oklahoma State five and a half points for their home field as well. Yeah, yeah they've been good in Stillwater, yeah. They are good in Stillwater is exactly right. And uh, talking about Oklahoma is going to be coming off a couple tough games in a row, Baylor, TCU, probably uh, the two best teams in the conference if it's not Oklahoma themselves. And then you got to go to Oak State. So three tough games in a row. It's the third of uh, three tough games. Um, I, I think that's probably not the greatest spot for Oklahoma. And uh, I think five's plenty. If I think if I was going to take, uh, if I saw seven and a half, I, I think I'd be very tempted to take it for Oak State. You know, they had some quarterback injuries last year, and I think probably won't be quite so unlucky this year. I think Oklahoma State have. Uh, little bit of a comeback here this year yeah and mike gundy is a really good coach in my opinion yes he so, is yeah so that's uh I, I think that's a fair number okay so uh win total season win total here you've got uh oklahoma at nine that's where i made him too so you think that uh we'll be looking at nine or we'll be looking more at like a nine and a half or an eight and a half 
Well, these are what I thought they should be, and if I was uh, still in the bookmaking racket, that's what I would open it. So I can tell you this, though, it figures ever so slightly higher, and when and I don't know how much you've had a chance to look through the magazine. We take out one, out one decimal point on the win expectancies, just taking them, uh, you know, win percentage and adding them all up. And Oklahoma comes to a little bit over nine, but knowing uh, the years of booking, the wise guys tend to play things towards the middle. So the higher numbers, they'll bet under. Mm-hmm. The lower numbers, they bet over. Uh, so this one I skewed ever so slightly to the under. 9.1 was the raw number, and I just used 9 flat. Uh, but, you know, they, Oklahoma, again, I think very, very good. But, uh, you know, we talked about some tough games. They have at Tennessee, at Oak State, at Baylor. You know, tough to win over at Kansas State. That won't. I don't care what Snyder's got mm-hmm. missing from last year. That's going to be a tough game. So, it, you know, somebody will emerge um, probably unscathed, you know, maybe out of the Big 12. But, but who's that going to be? I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I would, uh, if I was a bookmaker, I'd let you uh, take your chances and guess and make you lay some juice, whatever way you want to <laughs> Fair yeah. enough, fair enough. So uh, looking just uh, – Sounds like you're favoring TCU, though, in the Big 12. You think that that's probably the strongest team? You know, again, I think they're the strongest team. Um, yeah, I think the, the schedule probably works out a little better for them than anyone else. Uh, Baylor, I have some questions with the uh, offensive coordinator leaving. Mm-hmm. I've already talked about how I love Boykins. But, you know, they, they are losing some guys on defense. You know, but that's that's the great thing about college football, and really what I enjoy is there's transition all the time. That's just mm-hmm. the nature of the game, and uh, and I, I think they're I would favor them to be the best, but I I certainly wouldn't tap out on it. I could tell you that. And then looking like nationally, is there a team that you think might uh, break through this year, or one that uh, you think you might be higher on than a lot of people? Well, I, I can't really pick one right now. Mm-hmm. I think that, uh, you know, everybody thinks Ohio State, and I think they'll be right there. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's not really too many sleepers if you go down the list. You know, I think one team that might be, um, God, I hate to even call them a sleeper, but I think Georgia's going to be real tough, mostly because they're playing in the weaker half of the SEC. Um, it, it, I think they have a very good chance to get to the SEC championship game. And then you're asking them to beat the best out of the West, yeah. and it and it could be almost anybody, really. That is so balanced. Um, I have Texas A&M, the worst team in the West. I, I mean, if they won the West, I would not be all that shocked. They, no. they still have some talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, you're looking at Arkansas, Alabama, uh, Mississippi. You know, Miss State isn't bad. Um, you know, so somebody's going to come out of that West if if they come out. Um, as damaged goods, I think they're very vulnerable to a Georgia team that I think will be pretty good. They need to find a quarterback themselves, but I think they'll be good. So I guess that, that's not too much of a sleeper, maybe a little bit, but, but uh, it's not like I'm pulling any huge drive. <laughs> no, yeah, and they've got they've recruited so well there. They've got a ton of talent. So, yeah, that's definitely a team to keep an eye on. Well, Chris, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. Let everybody know again uh, how they can find you and uh, the information on your uh, magazine. Well, first of all, you can follow me on Twitter, at Andrews Sports. And uh, come football season, 
but I really only do football and horses is the only thing that <laughs> I do. I got other guys doing other stuff, but but that's what I do. And really, is our website. We've tried to concentrate on that. But come football season, I give a lot of uh, you know information just for free. Just following me on Twitter on who the wise guys are on, so you can maybe see some line moves and see uh, kind of what is moving the money. And I believe me, I don't recommend you bet all the wise guy moves as, as a mm. bookmaker. I've been booking these guys for 30 years. Believe me, I know they don't win any bet, but fo- every bet. I mean, but follow me on Twitter at Andrew Sports. Two S's there in the middle, and you get a lot of free information there. Of course, the website is againstthenumber.com, and go to the website. We have a lot of free stuff. There'll be some things behind the paywall this year that we finally just had to do. We got financiers we have to answer to, <laughs> just like everybody else, I guess. But uh, we'll we'll have a football package where, and I think we'll be probably the most reasonably priced in the market. And of course, the magazine right now, which we're really pushing heavily. It's uh, 19.99, and you just download it. It comes on a PDF. Uh, you can get one conference for free. We're giving away the AAC, which is um, like Central Florida and mm-hmm. uh, Connecticut, Cincinnati, some decent teams. But they, they're all playing that first weekend, that Thursday. So if you want to take a look for free, no obligation at all. We don't even get your email. Nah. You can download it and kind of see what we're all about. And if you like it, go buy the magazine, 19.99. A lot of good stuff in there, again, geared towards handicappers. We are a Nevada company, so we don't shy away from the gambling. Everything's legal here, and if it's not legal where you're at, we don't cast any judgment on that. (laughs) (laughs) Have fun. And uh, really, I think we have a very good community. We have a lot of, we have some writers and contributors, and uh, I think it's a terrific site, one of the best you'll find on the Internet. Well, Chris, again, thank you so much. I really do appreciate you coming on. Well, thanks for having me. Really, it's been a lot of fun, and if you want to touch base in the season, uh, don't hesitate to call. Absolutely. Will do. Will do. And thank you all for joining us, too. For the Blaine Homers and Podcast, I'm Alan Kenny. Take it easy.